back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm your host. I'm also a hormone health coach, a fertility awareness educator, and Pilates instructor. I'm also the creator of the Spring to Life method, which is a lifestyle approach to guide women to naturally balance their hormones, live cyclically, embrace their period, take control of their fertility, and just feel their best at all times. And this podcast is just a way to share that message. Today, we're talking about holistic oral health. And when I came up with the idea for this podcast, I thought it would be a nice, short little podcast, just a few quick tips. But as I started to dive into outlining and researching this podcast, I realized there really was going to be a lot more meat to this episode. So get out your notes. You're going to maybe be surprised by a few of these things, but our oral health and our hormones are definitely connected. Uh, Everything is connected, so it should come as no surprise. So let's dive into the episode. So before I dive into all of the facts and the research, I wanted to share some uh, just like personal stories with you because I feel like this is a topic that's pretty close to my heart. Uh, Starting back when I got braces in eighth grade, I had braces on just my top teeth. And when I got them, I was so terrified that I was going to get stains on my teeth from the glue where the brackets were attached. I thought I was going to have like yellowing around them. And just like, I was so afraid they were going to look horrible when the braces came off. So somehow I came up with the idea to brush my teeth with hydrogen peroxide. So I would put the toothpaste on the toothbrush and pour a little just bit of hydrogen peroxide on the brush instead of getting it wet with water and brush my teeth and To be honest, it worked really well. My teeth stayed really white. Uh, Definitely, it was probably a little bit too harsh and abrasive for my mouth microbiome as a whole. But I do remember uh, telling my dentist and my orthodontist what I was doing, and they did not stop me. So I do remember that I continued on with that practice for a while because I kind of got a little obsessive about it. Uh, So I had pretty white teeth for most of my teenage years into my early adult years. Um, and then when I was dancing professionally, I also had some part-time jobs, uh, many stories of my part-time jobs, but one of them was whitening teeth at the mall at a kiosk. So, yep. Just right in the middle of the mall, I was whitening people's teeth. This was, uh, uh, the kind of place that was on Groupon. So we had a lot of those kinds of customers and overall it was one of my least favorite jobs I have ever had. But I did learn a lot about teeth and um, like the whitening process. Um, First of all, that not everybody's teeth are naturally ever going to get to like the brightest white, there are many different shades. And depending where you fall on the spectrum, you might only expect to whiten your teeth a couple shades, you might not ever be able to naturally achieve like a pearly white. Um, And also that we all have different sensitivities to the active ingredients in those whitening products. So basically what I would do, we had this little kiosk and then there was two little chairs that had little like dividers, almost like you were taking a test and you didn't want somebody to cheat. So people would sit in the chair. We had the little like uh, device that goes in your mouth to keep your lips pulled back. So you're not drooling on your teeth. I would have to instruct people to paint the whitening gel onto each tooth. And then they would sit with their mouth open and a blue light shining on it 
uh, to get the whitening done. And then I would have to catch their spit in a Ziploc bag because again, we were in the middle of a mall. Um, I actually tried to quit that job multiple times and they had trouble keeping employees surprised. So they kept uh, baiting me into <laughs> keeping the job until finally I said enough is enough and I cannot do this anymore. Uh, but I will always remember that I did that. Uh, and we'll talk more about teeth whitening at the end because the sensitivity to whitening products is so real and you have to be really careful about the products that we use. Before we get into the teeth whitening products and all of the other best practices, I want to talk a little bit about how hormones and oral health are actually connected because everything is connected. Um, you know, nothing is an isolated incident, especially when we're talking about our body. So kind of on the spectrum of our hormones, we can start with puberty. So during puberty, we're having surging estrogen and progesterone, and they are increasing blood flow to the gums. And this can cause our gum tissue to become red, tender, swollen, and more prone to bleeding during brushing and flossing. So if you're in your adolescent years and you're starting to have really sensitive gums, you're maybe starting to see some blood when you're brushing your teeth, this is why it's due to your hormones. What you want to do is maybe get a softer bristle brush and just be gentle with the brushing with your gums. Now, as menstruation sets in, cyclically, we're going to have increasing progesterone in the luteal phase. And this can also cause some swollen gums and salivary glands, canker sores, and even some bleeding gums. Uh, there's also something called menstruation gingivitis that can occur a day or two before the start of menses and clear up shortly after the bleed begins. So if you notice some redness or irritation around your gums, it could be this menstruation gingivitis coming up. And again, here, you just want to be gentle with your gums and make sure you're keeping your mouth clean and free of the bad bacteria. Now, as we progress and maybe we start needing a contraceptive or taking oral contraceptives or the pill, um, any contraceptives that contain progestins, which is synthetic progesterone, can also cause inflamed gum tissues due to the body's exaggerated reaction to plaque toxins. So basically those synthetic progestins are making your body a little bit more reactive to things that are naturally in your mouth. Uh, but you're going to want to be keeping things clean so that we can reduce those reactions if you are on the pill. If you're new here, you might not know that I'm not a big fan of the pill. I'm not a big fan of hormonal contraceptives. So if that's something that you notice that is like a consistent reaction, something that is maybe painful or bothers you that might be you know, maybe start to think about what are some other symptoms that you're experiencing that might be related to uh, oral contraceptives and weigh the pros and cons there. Uh, it's also worth noting that medications that might be prescribed by the dentist, like antibiotics, can lower the efficacy of the pill. So if you're somebody that does rely on the pill for contraception and you're prescribed a medication by your dentist, just do your due diligence and ask them if there are any interactions or if it's going to reduce the efficacy of your oral contraceptive. Something else oral related that we might start to deal with as life gets stressful is TMJ or temporomandibular joint disorders where we have pain and tension in the jaw. 
Um, decreased natural estrogen from contraceptive use is associated with TMG, TMJ. So as estrogen, natural estrogen production lowers because we have these synthetic estrogens in that can uh, increase the risk of TMJ. There's lots of different causes of TMJ, uh, but good to know that changes in the joint and compression over time can lead to increased inflammation and osteoarthritis. Uh, my personal experience with TMJ, I've never been a teeth grinder. I don't grind my teeth while I'm sleeping, but before I really started to work on healing my hormones and addressing the stress in my life, when I had really stressful moments and this happened on a daily basis, I would hold my breath, clench my jaw and sometimes like, you know, move my jaw around like side to side ways that it should not naturally be moving. And it was causing lots of pain and tension clicking in my jaw. And it took a long time for that to dissipate. But the first step was the mindfulness of noticing that it was happening, releasing the tension in the jaw, taking a deep breath in, filling the belly, filling the lungs, and letting that go. So if you're somebody that is dealing with pain in your jaw, and you're not sure what's going on, Definitely try to find out if you're grinding your teeth, ask your dentist about that, but also practice some mindfulness throughout the day and notice if you are clenching your jaw, if you are, you know, doing anything that might be causing that strain in your jaw muscles. Uh, I, at the dentist, something else that might be related, if you are like clenching or grinding your teeth a lot, you might notice, the dentist might notice that there is some receding in your gum lines. And that was something that came up for me when I was at the dentist during this period in my life. And they really wanted me to get mouth guards so that I would stop grinding my teeth at night. But I knew that I wasn't grinding my teeth. So I did have to advocate for myself and say, okay, I think I'm going to like try and address this. And if it's still an issue when I come back, maybe I'll think about getting the mouth guards. Not to say that you don't need mouth guards or you're not grinding your teeth, but try to really see what's going on individually for you. Um, because if you're not grinding your teeth at night and you get mouth guards and you're still dealing with this problem, you're going to be a little bit frustrated, right? Okay, moving on. During pregnancy, increased progesterone, especially from months two to eight, also increases our susceptibility to pregnancy gingivitis. So we're seeing this common theme of those elevated levels of progesterone causing gingivitis-like symptoms. This is where we want to be mindful of how we're brushing and taking care with our gums. I don't want to demonize progesterone in this episode because we all need progesterone. It's a super important hormone. Our bodies can only produce it if we've ovulated. So we want the progesterone, but we also want to take care of the gums and the mouth. Now, kind of rounding out the spectrum of female hormonal health, menopause, during this time in life, aging and medications, hormonal shifts, these things can all lead to numerous oral conditions, including altered taste buds, a burning sensation in the mouth, hot and cold sensitivity, and even decreased salivary flow. So you might notice a little bit drier mouth. And this dry mouth can lead to further periodontal disease because plaques are not being neutralized by that saliva in your mouth. Uh, lowered estrogen during this time can also cause the risk, uh, or it increases the risk of bone loss, osteoporosis, and periodontitis, and also inflammation in the tissues surrounding the teeth. So again, you might start to see some receding gums. So this is something you just want to keep an eye on 
with your dentist. Okay. Now that we've talked about all of the interactions between hormones and oral health, I want to talk about the holistic best practices, the things that you should be doing on a daily or semi-daily basis to make sure you are maintaining your oral health in the most natural and healthiest way possible. So first up is oil pulling. Now, if you're not familiar with oil pulling, this is what you do when you just take a tablespoon of oil into your mouth and you swish it around. You do not swallow it. You just swish it around between your teeth and all around. And um, it's going to clean out your mouth because you're typically using an antibacterial oil like coconut oil or olive oil or sesame oil, uh, things like that, that are going to really help to balance the bacteria in your mouth. This is actually a really old and traditional practice that is believed to cure or control 30 types of systemic diseases, including headaches, migraines, asthma, and other chronic conditions. Uh, it can be a little bit, if you're not used to it, it can be kind of difficult to get used to. So I now at this point try to switch the oil for 15 to 20 minutes. But if you're just starting doing a minute, two, three minutes, is going to be a great start to help, you know, clear out those places between your teeth and balance the bacteria in your mouth. And then you can work your way up, work your stamina up um, and make sure you're not swallowing the oil or spitting it down the drain. You always want to spit it into the garbage can so that you're not clogging up your drains. Um, like I said, you can use coconut oil. If you use coconut oil, fractionated coconut oil, the one that stays liquid is the easiest to use because it's always liquid and the flavor is pretty mild. Um, I like using sesame oil. You can totally use olive oil or avocado oil, whatever you have in your kitchen cabinet really works for this. If you simply cannot deal with the flavor of just plain oil, I do really love um, Oliveda. They have some mouth cures that are lightly flavored. They have a mint one and a lavender one, and the flavor is really um, lovely and mild, and you can swish it around. This is a great practice to do first thing in the morning before you drink anything, before you eat anything. I typically do it while I'm cleaning the kitchen and then I brush my teeth and then I drink my water, take my supplements, start my day. Another thing that I like to do in the morning when I first brush my teeth is tongue scraping. And this does a better job at removing plaque and bacteria from your tongue than just using your toothbrush. Some of the benefits include improved taste, fresher breath, improved oral health. It helps to lower blood pressure. Um, and this one is really interesting. So I actually just listened to a great episode of the Skinny Confidential podcast. They had Dr. Mark ask the dentist on, and he talked a little bit more in depth about this. But traditional mouthwashes are removing good bacteria from our mouth. They're a little bit too harsh. And this is actually linked to elevated blood pressure. So when you stop using traditional mouthwashes, those antiseptic mouthwashes, you if you have elevated blood pressure, you might see a regulation in your blood pressure. Tongue scraping is a much more gentle way to clear out those bacteria and you know freshen your breath, improve your taste buds without the negative side effects. So definitely check out that episode of the Skinny Confidential with Dr. Mark Ask the Dentist if you want to get a more in-depth uh, backing of all of this. 
Now, the next thing that is a huge part of my practice is fluoride-free or remineralizing toothpaste. There are lots of different types out there that you can use. I always like to use like the EWG or the Yucca app to scan things to make sure they truly are clean because there are a lot of greenwash products out there. But fluoride-free is really important to me because fluoride... Um, you know, I know it's a little bit of a controversial thing to talk about, but there is evidence that fluoride may affect hormones that the pituitary gland releases. So not only is that going to be our FSH and LH in terms of the menstrual cycle, but also the production of T3 and T4. So that's going to interfere with iodine's ability to produce these hormones in the pituitary gland, uh, leading to hypothyroidism. So it's interfering, interfering with our thyroid's uh, way that it works. It's interfering with its processes and, uh, the production of T3 and T4. So hypothyroidism means a slower thyroid. It's going to be slower metabolism. Maybe you're feeling cold all the time. Maybe you're having headaches. Maybe you're gaining weight. Um, fluoride may also affect the pineal gland by stopping the production of melatonin. So that's how we're falling asleep at night. Increased exposure to fluoride increases the risk of sleep disturbance and sleep and wake times. And also something else that they mentioned with Dr. Mark in that podcast is that on the back of regular toothpaste labels, it says you need to call poison control if you swallow any of it. So that's kind of a big red flag, especially if you have young children brushing their teeth. I think going with a natural one is just a safer way to go. Um, like I said, I've tried lots of different ones. They're, you know, or lots of different textures and things out there. So there are ones that I've tried that the, when you're brushing your teeth, it doesn't really emulsify and the texture is really thin and it kind of, it's hard to tell if it's really doing anything. Um, what I've really enjoyed um, pretty much over the past year is doTERRA toothpaste. And this toothpaste contains hydroxyapatite, which is a naturally occurring calcium and phosphorus compound that helps to remineralize teeth and restore enamel. It makes teeth feel stronger, smoother, healthier, and less sensitive to heat and cold. And I have to say, I can confirm all of those things. One of the reasons that I've continued to rebuy the doTERRA toothpaste is because I specifically have noticed the remineralizing effects and just the appearance of my back teeth. I still have my wisdom teeth in, and they're really hard for me to clean. Using the doTERRA toothpaste has really helped me to see some better looking teeth. So I highly recommend it. They have two flavors. They have the on guard, which is more of a spicy, it has clove and cinnamon and wild orange. And then they just launched a super mint for our traditionalists out there. And I can link both of those. Um, great toothpaste. Now, what we're going to talk about next is definitely been my weak spot, but I have recommitted to my practice of flossing. Uh, we all know it's important. Dentists always tells us we should be flossing every day. It removes plaque from below the gum line, prevents erosion of tooth enamel and tartar development. It also reduces the risk of cavities, improves gum health, helps prevent gingivitis. And like I said, this is where I have fallen short. I just don't love the whole floss situation. My teeth are a little close together, so it can be painful as well. One thing that has helped me be a little more consistent is a reusable floss pick that I got from Quip. I've been using a Quip electro toothbrush for like eight years, had the same one. They just send you refillable heads, which is awesome with the battery. They also have some flossing tools now as well. So I have the pick where you can just place the floss inside and it cuts it off for you and 
you can just use as much as you need until you need a, a new little piece. So I don't know if that was a great description of it, but it works really well. Um, and it helps me to be a little bit more consistent with my flossing. If I was going to add another tool to my flossing tool belt, I would get a water pick. I know Quip has also launched water picks. They're all over the place. You can get them on Amazon, but your dentist and your dental hygienist will also tell you that water picks are a great option if you don't love flossing. Uh, we can also floss a little bit with some of the food that we eat. Broccoli and carrots naturally brush your teeth for you because of the texture. Uh, but you just want to make sure you're not getting pieces stuck between your teeth. Now, I promised I would talk about white strips again. I'm sure we've all dabbled in the Crest white strips and experienced the gum sensitivity, the enamel erosion, which leads to tooth sensitivity. And it just, you know, maybe it looks a little streaky when they're whitened. So it's just, is it really worth it? I know people, I remember in high school, the girls that were obsessed with the white strips. Um, and I used them for a short period of time and experienced that tooth sensitivity. Like I said, I worked at the teeth whitening kiosk and experienced people complaining about tooth sensitivity. So this is the real thing. There are chemicals like hydrogen peroxide in those traditional white strips that are going to cause that sensitivity. What I've been using recently that I really love, and I've seen a lot of other people using these now too, is the Lumina whitening strips. They are all natural. They use dead sea salt, coconut oil, and aloe vera to whiten your teeth. I've been back on using them recently. I've really noticed a difference. I like to drink coffee, dark liquids in the morning. And I was starting to notice a little bit of staining. And I have to say, even after just a couple days of use that it's really frightens my smile and I'm really impressed with the results. I'm going to continue to use them. I'll link those in the show notes for you. Um, find them on Amazon. I don't have any special codes or anything, but they're a really great product that I stand by. And another thing that I really like about them is how well they adhere to your teeth. If you just get your teeth dry enough and stick them on, they're not sliding around and the gum, the gummy um, liquid on them is also not like spreading around your mouth. It stays adhered to your teeth, which is really nice for then when you want to brush them afterwards. So those are all of my holistic oral care best practices. I hope that you took some notes. If you want to try any of the products that I mentioned, I'll make sure they're all linked in the show notes. If you have any questions, you can always send me an email or drop me a DM, leave a comment. I love to hear from you. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend, rate and review. Make sure you're following or subscribe to the show. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until then, bye-bye.